Hello, Devils fans. I hope you are feeling as relieved as John and I are. My goodness, it has been a long time since they won a game, but the 10-game losing streak has been halted appropriately by the Philadelphia Flyers, who granted Buffalo their reprieve after they lost 18 straight games earlier in the season. My name's Dan Roselle, and I'm joined by John Fisher. And John, doesn't it feel great to know that we're going to record, but then I said, maybe we can talk about a win if they get one on Tuesday, and that's exactly what they did. That's right, Dan. In fact, there are some notable factors about this particular win. For example, it's their second win of the month. (laughs) As you mentioned, it ended a 10-game losing streak, and it's their first home win since March 18th when they beat the Penguins 3-2. And it's their second multiple-goal win at home this entire season, the first coming in January, 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 24th, <laughs> January 24th, over the Islanders, a 2 nothing special by the goaltender. Um, I believe that was Wedgwood. Wedgwood, yep. Blackwood, yes. So, when you, we say this was a long time coming, we mean it. And boy, did the Devils do their damnedest to blow this game. <sighs> and, and to really emphasize the point, let's briefly discuss the previous four games Losses six through ten of this losing streak, Dan. Yeah. If you don't mind, I'll just kind of run through yeah, them yeah, real yeah. quick. By all means, because they a lot of them looked and started the same way. Oh yeah, the common trend in nine of these ten losses of the losing <laughs> streak is that the Devils is that the Devils not only get scored on first, but they end they end the first period down by at least two goals, typically three or more goals against. And such was the case on April twentieth in Pittsburgh. You think, oh, the Devils are on the road and not playing our hated rivals. Maybe the Devils can get another win in Pittsburgh. Uh, Nope. On the 20th, the first two periods were probably the worst first two periods that the Devils have played literally all season. And that even includes the 4-0 loss to our hated rivals a week earlier. mm -hmm. However, and I I jokingly said, the only way the Devils are going to get back into this game is if they have the greatest third period (laughs) in recent NHL history. And the Devils nearly did just that with... Not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but six goals in the third period, featuring the team's first five-on-three power play goal of the season, thanks to Tristan Jerry, who had an absolute nightmare of a third period, creating the five-on-three by tripping up Heischer, and Heischer buried in the five-on-three later. And then you got to see a shorthanded goal from Yegor Sharangovich, the second one of the season. And then we got to witness some legitimately sweet goal. Well, actually, we got a very lucky break with Nathan Nathan Bastian tipping in a Will Butcher shot. Mm-hmm. It's six to three. The comeback effort is denied because once again the Devils for, decide we don't need to cover the other team's best player. So Sidney Crosby have a wide open top of the net because Aaron Dell already went down for you. By the way, Aaron Dell did not start this game because Scott Wedgwood was terrible in the first period and literally let in a Vesa Tuscala like goal. It, from the neutral zone to Brian Dumoulin. Yeah, the old uh, and he, Vesa Toscala bouncing puck from center ice, but you also saw it coming from miles away. <laughs> yeah, this this was not like, oh man, this took a weird bounce. Like, bro, that was just awful. But in any case, the Devils were not deterred. Jack Hughes scores a lovely uh, goal off a tip pass uh, from Sharon Govich to make it 7-4. to four. Nolan Foote scores his first NHL goal off a beautiful pass from Nick Merkley to put the Devils within two. And then within the final minute with the goaltender pulled, Andreas Janssen, of all people, yep. puts in a goal off of Cody CC that directed off Tristan Jerry's back and into the net. It's 7-6, to six, and you're thinking, 
could could they do it? Uh, and the answer was no. Not this you time. Idiot. They were not going to do Let it. Let me give you it's a stat about this, by the way. And I'm sure you yeah, saw this hit, one. Oh, yeah. Hit us with the stat, Dan. I think the number was 273. But that's how many teams had participated in a hockey game where they scored six teams in a period. That's also how many teams won that hockey game when they scored six goals in a period. Uh, well, the Devils became the first team to do it. They became the first team to still lose a game despite scoring six goals in a single period. Yep, and um, needless to say, the, the, the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, a lot of their fans, and even Mike Sullivan, the head coach, was very unhappy with the win. It was probably their worst win of the season by far because just on general principle, you should not let an opposition score six goals on you and need that seventh insurance goal to win the game. An opposition but, that is maybe one of the top, I mean, definitely one of the top five worst teams in the league, but also oh, yeah. bottom two in your division, maybe even the worst team in your division. Can't let up yeah, six hold, goals in a period. Yeah, and hold that thought about worst team in the division because, well, when I get through these four prior games before we talk about the win, yep. we need to talk about the 22nd where that lesson from Mr. Sullivan and the other Penguins was taken to heart as Tristan Jerry played much better on the 22nd. The Penguins once again went up big on the Devils early. The first period was actually two to one in favor of Pittsburgh instead of the typical three nothing or two nothing or four nothing mm -hmm. that we have seen in this uh, losing streak. But the Penguins took care of business in the second period, put the Devils down 5-1, and then basically played the most professional third period you could possibly see. No no sniffing, no, no little bit of dribbling or drooling for an opportunity. The Devils are basically done. They lose 5-1, and everybody's back to being sad. So I want to make a point about this uh, Pittsburgh series, too, because I think over the last two games of it— um, it is not to be understated how atrocious the Devils goalies were for this whole 10-game stretch. Oh, yeah. And also today in the win, Blackwood had a nightmare third period, but we'll get to that later. Yeah, we're getting there. We're um, getting there. I just want to say the the expected goals for Pittsburgh at a certain point, that was over the course of five periods, Pittsburgh had an expected goals total somewhere around 3.2. That's, you know, based on their opportunities created, based on where they were on the, the ice when they shot the puck. Uh, how, how often are they expected to score? And the total amount was 3.2 expected goals over that five-period span. The actual amount of goals allowed was 12. 12 compared to 3.2. That's where the wins are going. I mean, everything that was plaguing the Devils plagued them extra during the streak. The special teams, horrendous. Mm -hmm. The goaltending, yep. horrendous. The defense, horrendous. The inability yep. to score at the beginning of the streak really bad but the inability to close out games i'll let you get to that now certainly and if you want further evidence of what dan has just ranted about and maybe you don't want to watch a lot of clips of the goals being scored scored upon and who does dan yeah i've done you the favor at all about the jersey if you go to the site and you you know i wrote a post where i took screenshots of all the uh, moments where a goal was about to be scored against the devils over this entire losing streak at Almost every screenshot, I, I left out some of the really bad ones, like the Wedgwood blooper from middle of the ice, because, you know, there's not really much to show there. Yeah. But you can see lots of failures by the defense. And, and by the defense, I don't just mean the defensemen, but also the forwards, the skaters in general, a lot of systemic failures. And it nearly actually cost them again 
in this game that just happened as we're recording. But first things first, we have to go into the weekend and end the season series with Pittsburgh. And once again, the Devils went down 3 nothing to Pittsburgh. Blackwood is back in the net. He was doing an all right job. Unfortunately, goal number three against was a double deflection, a long shot that uh, hit off Gunsel's stick and then the pants of Brian Rust. And keep that in mind because that ended up being the eventual game-winning goal. Because shortly after Rust's goal, Jack Hughes just said, I'm done with this. I'm going to go score a goal. And he does. <laughs> and then in the third period, Miles Wood puts the Devils within one with plenty of time left to make it a game. And the Devils did try. Poor Nico Heischer literally had the game-tying goal on his stick <sighs> right in front. Doesn't get it. Puck goes out wide. Sidney Crosby just heaves a prayer from behind his goal line with 0.1 seconds left. It goes into the net to make it a, a 4-2 final loss. And it's just, but but at the same time, it's it's yet another, you know, comeback effort that just falls short. And, you know, you hear Dano and you hear Cangelosi and you hear Salvador and you hear Watcher and you hear all the talking heads say, oh, well, you know, they put in a good effort. They don't quit. They try hard. And you're sitting there as a fan going, they have one win in April. They just lost nine straight. Can we not have the comeback efforts after they give up three straight goals, even though the third goal was like an accident? So they decided to kind of take that initiative and run with it in the opposite way uh, when oh, they yeah. started playing against the Philadelphia Flyers, where they had the same lead going into the third period in both games, and that same lead evaporated in both games. Now, one oh, yeah. later than the other, but one game, the, the game on Sunday went to a shootout, oh. which if you've been watching the Devils at any point in the last 10 years, you know that's almost always an automatic loss. Yeah, that. Uh, and, oh, yeah, go ahead, Dan. I am very salty about this loss. Yeah, because this should have been a win. Yes, they this were really should have been. a win. They were up three one with two minutes left. They had two yeah. chances in the shootout to seal the win, but also they oh, had a nice comeback that. in the shootout. So that's not to be um, understated. Oh, but but let's not let's not over over um, over. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Overlook the power play the other opportunities oh let me let me paint the picture here <laughs> so the so here's the thing about the philadelphia flyers this entire week from sat sunday to saturday i called this the week of pity partially because i pity the fools that are the philadelphia flyers a big team that isn't they are the tottenham hotspur of hockey you know they have this big rep they get invited to the super league despite you know trophy success relevancy but uh, you know they're owned, partially owned by Comcast, and therefore they're a big team because we say they're a big team, so deal with it. Um, but the but they've had a bad season. You know, they've been underachieving. They're basically, you know, they're going to miss the playoffs by a while and pick like 14th overall in a draft class that, you know, it's more dartboard throwing than ever. Mm -hmm. It's In other words, Flyers fans are not in a happy place. Yeah. And their defense has been slow. They've been giving up lots of turnovers, and the Devils made them pay, Dan. Made them pay, Dan. Mm -hmm. My, you know, the unit of Michael McLeod, Nate Miles Wood, and Nathan Bastion beat them down for two goals, two lovely-looking goals, like really good goals, uh, where Bastion was the creator of both, one for a pass across the crease to Michael McLeod for an easy tap-in off a lovely rush play created by Miles Wood. The second, you know, you've got Sam Morin bumping down Bastion. Bastion's on his wallet, flings a puck to Miles Wood. It's now 2-0 in the third, you know, 2-0 in the second period. Minutes later, Pavel Zaka, who otherwise had a really bad game, you know, he gets an opportunity right in front and finishes it. So it's 3-1. You know, you're sitting there going, okay, 3-1 going in the third period. This is the best position the Devils have been in literally in weeks. 
Almost in months. <laughs> and, and the Devils were doing pretty well. The Devils, you know, the Flyers were ramping up the attack, but Blackwood was locked locked in. He was doing his best. And then, the, but the Devils did not find that important fourth goal. You know, they had power plays that they wasted. They had other opportunities they wasted. The Flyers basically rolled back in in possession. And um, in the final two minutes, the Devils just lose their minds. Well, they also they lost the... Uh, they, and most importantly, they lost Claude Giroux. Yes, again, the best player on the opposing team. They seem to not have any idea where he was for any shift in their zone nope. and gave up two six-on-five goals. Uh, the second it hit overtime and the Devils got that horrible disorganized power play and didn't capitalize, once you know yeah. it's going to a shootout, everything screams loss. Yep, and on top of that, you know, the two, the two allowed... In six on five play, you know, the first involved a killer pass by James Van Rimsdijk that I'm continually baffled how Zaka didn't deny it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Zaka, instead of trying to, you know, cover or stick check or do anything to Claude Giroux, decides I'm just going to make myself thin for a shot block. Guess what? It didn't work. And then Nathan Bashing has a, a clearing attempt. One, why is Nathan Bashing out in a six on five play when you're up by one? <laughs> I don't know why, but. Lindy Ruff and Elaine Nazardine just know things I don't know, Dan. Mm-hmm. Um, clearance hits off a ref, so the play gets kind of broken. And then Damon Severson just lies in the center of the ice like a pylon as James Van Rimsdijk finds Claude Giroux wide open at the net. And even if even if he doesn't find Giroux, he had another flyer at the other side of the net. So you have two flyers literally behind the Devils' entire defense mm-hmm. in a six-on-five situation. I understand you're down a man. But uh, for the love of all that's good and the beautiful in the world, that's the area of the ice you want your bodies to be in. Don't just assume the clearance was coming out. But they did, and Giroux made him pay. And it's like Blackwood's safe percentage looks awful. Of course it looks awful when you let the other team's best player wide open in situations like that. Mm-hmm. And then in the overtime, you know, the four-on-three, their their game plan was skate into the defense. I literally do not understand the coaching sometimes. And I say the coaching, Dan, because a lot of these plays – a lot of these issues at the power play, a lot of these issues on special teams, they're the same repeated issues we see over and over again. I'm not convinced that this is just one guy messing up. It's got to be systemic to a degree. And it helped lead to a shootout loss, their 10th straight loss in a game they should have won that I'm still salty about, even though the Devils have finally ended their losing streak tonight. So let's talk about the win that they nearly blew. Here's the formula for the win that the Devils got. Take everything they've been doing all year and flip it on its head. Kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Blackwood had a pretty solid first two periods of the Devils. Very good second period. Uh, yeah, so the Devils got out to a 3 nothing lead. I mean, it didn't last long at 3 nothing. They gave up a goal immediately after um, going up 3 to nothing. But how did they get to 3 nothing? Well, again, invert the formula. They did not give up a goal when they were on the penalty kill. They scored two nope. power play goals. They had their yep. worst 5-on-5 effort that they had in a little bit of time in terms of the um, game flow, but that might have had a lot to do with the fact that they were chasing games for the last, uh, I don't know, two, three weeks. And so the ice was tilted, score effects are wild, what have you. But you combine all that with timely contributions from Connor Carrick, who has a goal and an assist today, and Matt Tennyson, who legitimately saved the game in the dying seconds by uh, blocking a shot with his stick. And you get the Devils' first hectic win, a first multiple goal win, as we said, because of a of empty netter. And uh, this third period was wild. Devils go into it up 3-1, and very quickly the game is tied. Yeah, and this was this was immediately frustrating me because 
after the Devils went up 3-1, and I say up 3-1 because Oscar Lindbaum jammed in a puck 15 seconds after Miles Wood scores from 60 feet away. I not not joking. He actually took a shot from the middle point and it found its way in. It, you know, probably Wood's luckiest goal in a sense because this dude had multiple breakaways that he didn't finish, but he shot a shot from that has like an XG of like 0.01 and it goes in. You know, go figure. But the Flyers really put the pressure on from that scoreline onwards for the remainder of that second period to the point where five on five shots were 15 to seven in favor of Philly and attempts were 24 to 10, meaning the Flyers spent a lot of time in the devil's end of the rink. And it, you go into the second intermission, you're up three, one. I'm sure the coaches and the, and the captains and the players are all thinking the same thing. Guys, we blew this on Sunday. Let's get out there and play smart hockey. And maybe we don't have to worry about this. And then they proceeded to go out there and be as stupid as hell for the two goals allowed. Mm-hmm. Um, Literally, one of the biggest problems this team has had all season is weak side defending, Dan. Uh-huh. On the set, on the on the goal that made it 3-2, you have all five Devils looking at the puck. There was a big puck battle. The Dev- four Devils were involved and didn't win it, Dan. Yane Kwakinen was the only guy in a spot that could have denied what did happen, which is the puck came out to the middle of the ice. Philip Myers just hammers a shot, and it's 3-2. And it's like, I can't blame Blackwood for that one because he's hung out to dry there. Like, you needed to have somebody paying attention to any of the other flyers in other positions. And then shortly after that, Blackwood gives up a kind of soft goal to Claude Giroux, who made Jesper Brat look like a cone as nobody really put real tabs on him to make it three to three after, you know, and I don't know where Ryan Murray was on the play. Severson was trying to deny the pass. He did a stick check. It didn't work, but seriously, how do you not account for Giroux ever? I don't know. He made you pay goes five hole beats Blackwood in close. You wish Blackwood made a stop there. And then, then, then Brian Elliott says, I can give up a worse goal than that, Dan, by letting Connor Carrick torch me with a snipe to the top corner from a sharp angle. <laughs> yeah. It's probably the greatest goal in Carrick's short tenure with the Devils. It's his first goal in literally close to a year, I think over a year, mm-hmm. in fact. Yeah, he was heroic. Um, he he really, like, pushed— I was flabbergasted. He, he has pushed so pretty hard he. this last call-up. Um, I, I think, you know, with the defenseman that the Devils traded away and the injuries that are happening and the— um, COVID outbreak that seemed to hit Subban and Siegenthaler. Uh, Carrick's, you know, he he's really giving it his all out there. He's really trying to make the most of this opportunity, best. and he's doing his best, and today he came in in a big way, but as soon as they yeah. made it 4-3, they gave the lead right back. Yeah, Blackwood said, I can give up a worse, I can give up a bad goal too, Mr. Elliott, and so Sean Couturier takes a shot from the half wall, mm-hmm. And it goes in short side. And I on the replay, I'm looking like, is there a screen? I, I assume there was a tip. But nope, the shot went clean through. That was just a bad goal at the near post for Blackwood to allow. So it's now 4-4 and you're back to feeling bad because you just wasted Connor Carrick's maybe best highlight as a devil ever. And 11 and then, seconds later, the uh, emotional later, turmoil that is the New Jersey Devils hockey team uh, deliver another blow as Jaeger Sharangovich gets a puck from behind the net, wraps it around, and the Devils have a 5-4 lead again. It's worse than that, Dan. Somehow the Flyers just get beaten by, you know, it's... it. It was like two to two in terms of men, yep. like Kwakinen and Sharon Govich. There were two de- uh, Flyers defensemen. Elliot's hard to his left. I guess he was assuming the puck was going to come out that way. So the entire net was wide open for Sharon Govich. And, you know, it looked it was one of those plays where hard work led to an easy looking goal. And Sharon Govich made it five to four. And you're just sitting there going, OK, Elliot made another big mistake by completely abandoning the other post. And the and this and the Flyers defense, you know, certainly didn't do any favors for him in front of the net. 
So how are the Devils going to blow this? And you almost had it a couple times. You had Claude Giroux coming in for a close shot. You had the wor- the potential worst one, as you said, this is where Tennyson becomes the hero. Tennyson kind of looked like a goat on the Lindblom goal. He there, he was kind of penalized, by the way, as Salvador uh, pointed out during the broadcast. But mm-hmm. Damon Severson decides, I'm going to try to bounce this puck away from the corner. And somehow, some way, this puck goes right to the slot. <laughs> oh, Severson, this is why Devil fans you know, usually curse when they say your name. Mm-hmm. It goes right to Sean Couturier in the slot, wide open. Somehow, some way, tennis. I thought Blackwood got the stop, but you said it correctly. Tennyson got the shot block on it. Van Rinsdyke has the rebound on his stick, biffs it. The puck comes out further. The Flyers whiff again, and the Devils escape that somehow. And there's a whistle no because sense. Blackwood lost. Blackwood lost his mask. Mm-hmm. Which, which was a little unfortunate because it looked like the Devils were going to ice the puck, which, hey, but at that point of the game, ice the puck as much as you want. Right. And thankfully, thankfully, despite throwing out the fourth line out again in a 5-4 situation with like 15 seconds left, the Devils win a puck. McLeod did a lot of hard work. He, he got picked on a lot in this game in terms of possession. He ended up with like, you know, when he was on the ice, the Devils were outshot like – 11 to three, like in, in some ways it's like, why would you put this man out there? But McLeod won a puck battle, flipped the puck high. Maltsev, another guy who was picked on at five on five, beat out um, Sanheim, kind of ushered the puck into the empty net to make it six to four. And finally, the Devils have won a game despite themselves in the third period. Whew. We made it. And they don't we have did. that many games left, and so oh no, um, who are their uh, remaining opponents for this week? Because again, you might have noticed the podcast schedule shifted around a bit. Um, some life things have happened. They're they're very exciting, yes. so don't worry about it. But they're good life. They're, they're good life things, and maybe uh, I won't give away exactly where I am or what I'm doing, but I uh, may be teaching some chemistry to some Devils fans out there. That's all I'll say. Right. Uh, well, you know. Well, it's important to highlight the fact that, you know, one of the big frustrations for the past five games, including the win tonight, is this notion of, oh, well, the Devils are a young team and all this. And it's like, no, a lot of these players have played hockey in their lives. You know, they've dealt with leads. They've dealt with deficits. Mm -hmm. They know how to get off to a good start, whether they've done it in junior, whether they've done it in college, whether they've done it in the minors, whether they did it in past games with the New Jersey Devils or some other organization. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm not asking him to recall Avogadro's number or balance, you know, uh, chemical equations here, Dan. I'm not asking them to do anything hard, like, you know, try to recite recite the Bohr's model and argue whether or not newer models are more accurate, which, by the way, they are. Um, I'm not asking for difficulties. I'm asking them to cover the other team's best man. I'm not asking you to put them on their wallet or do something hard. Just get in their way. That's what the concept of defense is in this sport. Same as in basketball, same as in soccer, same as in football. Just get in their way and try to get them to do something they don't want to do. And the Devils will try their best to do that in the remainder of their season. They have the Flyers uh, on Thursday and Saturday to close out the week of pity. Um, they're not done with the Flyers just yet, but that's they're very close. And then next week is the final full week of the season for the NHL, or at least for the East Division. They have Boston back-to-back at home on the 3rd and the 4th of their final home games of the season. Then they go to Fort Never Lose 2.0. They go to Long Island for the 6th and the 8th, where I'm sure the Islanders will have it all to play for since the top end of the division is competing for playoff spots. 
And then on May 10th is the makeup game from the different COVID-driven uh, dr schedule changes that led to this game being put on May 10th, a meaningless game to close it out against the second-rate rivals, the Philadelphia Flyers, in Philadelphia, Monday night, May 10th. That's the end of the season. So we're actually seven, let me count correctly, yes, seven games remaining of this lost season. And when I say there, if there's one thing to play for, Dan, I, I know you mentioned this earlier about being one of the worst teams in the division. This 10-game losing streak has pulled Buffalo within a win of the Devils. <laughs> That's a 31st place Buffalo. That's Buffalo with an 18-game winless streak. Buffalo where Taylor Hall said, yeah, I'll, I'll wait my NMC. I'll, I'll get out of here right now if you want me to. The Devils are perilously close to actually finishing dead last in this division. The good news is they won tonight. They have two games in hand on Buffalo somehow. And on, well, actually, no, I take that back. They have one game in hand on Buffalo. Um, but they're four points ahead of Buffalo. So at the very least, the Devils, if they want to play for something, just try not to be dead last and make my prediction before the season count. And, you know, win some games over some rivals and, I don't know, spoil the Islanders and the Bruins, I guess. Mm -hmm. That's all that's left. That's all that's left for this uh, season, Dan. Yeah, God bless. And then we can start looking ahead to the uh, to the NHL draft. And again, the episodes may be a little bit more sporadic as we find time to record, but we will definitely uh, catch up to any games that we, um, you know, that to any games that we miss in this period of not doing Mondays, Fridays specifically anymore. We'll try our best to make that the schedule, but, um, you know, life things happen. We'll see what we can do. And also the season's almost over. So uh, not yes. much more we can say that we haven't said already, I think. Uh, well, we do have some news. Mm -hmm. We do have some news. Some news. Some news. Some some league news. First and foremost, the NHL right. has affirmed that the draft lottery this year, mm -hmm. this is very relevant to the Devils, by the way, they're in the lottery and they'll have high odds, yep. is that they're only going to have two drawings. So they're not going to do three. What that means is that 31st place in the league, which currently right now is Buffalo, but it still could be New Jersey. The worst, the highest, I'm sorry, the lowest they'll be able to pick in the third round is third overall. Mm -hmm. So it's no longer going to be fourth overall. The other thing out of that is, that, and this is so far a rumor, it hasn't been fully confirmed yet, but Frank Saravalli has reported that um, the NHL is thinking that Arizona will be part of the draw. But if they win a lottery, they will do a redraw. And that's because their first round pick is forfeited as a result of their um, punishment for uh, violating um, the combine. So th that's key to know for the lottery that a redo is theoretically possible. Don't be surprised if Arizona does not win a draw. But more importantly, that even if the Devils do crash out and embarrassingly fall behind Buffalo in the standings, that they're still going to pick in the top three at minimum. So mm -hmm. you don't have to worry about, oh, no, the Devils can't get Brent Clark or, or Owen Power or Luke Hughes. They'll miss out on all three defensemen. Like, nope, they will absolutely have a chance to pick one of them. We'll argue later about whether or not they should pick a defenseman, but that's a discussion for the offseason. Mm -hmm. And the other big piece of league news is that, are you tired of NBC Sports, Dan? Yes. Well, I'm happy to tell you that NBC has bowed out of the bidding, and the NHL announced this morning that they have agreed to a seven-year rights agreement with Turner Sports. Mm -hmm. So that means Meaning that uh, we get that studio. So the NBA is vaunted for that studio show on TNT with yep. uh, Shaq, Charles Barkley, um, that crew. Kenny Smith. Yep. Yep. Um, and and, it, and I have to emphasize those three because when those three are not there, it is not that fun of a show. So let's Sorry get to the... Sorry uh, Scooper and uh, Dwayne Wade and Chris Webber. No, but, I believe yeah. you. I mean, you're totally right. But also... 
what's the NHL equivalent of this kind of panel? I feel like there's not a lot of mm. fun to be had. Uh, so we'll see what they're able to put together for that, because um, that will be happening on TNT, and that'll be interesting. Uh, and then yep. the rest will be on ESPN. There's some talk of potentially uh, CBS hosting some Stanley Cup final games as well. So looks like the league is really you know, spreading its roots and getting away from NBC, who... Again, while their coverage has been memorable because of uh, people like Doc Emmerich, Eddie Olchek, um, you know, and the studio people that they've gotten that haven't been Mike Milbury, I'd say, um, it'll be nice to not have to listen to uh, Pierre Maguire during a broadcast. I'm just going to throw that out there. What do you mean, Dan? Don't you want to hear about where this guy played high school hockey? He's a monster, Dan. I don't care where this dude's cousin went to school in you know, Belize introduced the community to hockey. What an experiment. Um, and now his brother's in league. What a story from the young man from Halifax or whatever. I don't know. I don't care. I don't need it. I don't care about it. I don't want to deal with it. He's gone. Yeah. Give me Steve Levy. Give me Butcher Gross. I can't believe I'm going to say it, but give me Melrose. It's time. No, you don't mean you don't. I mean don't that, actually yeah. mean that, but we've had the other for so long that like, Maybe I'll tolerate him for a day before it goes back to being annoying. But that all being said, any other news we need to get to today, John? Because I, I think this is a good point to wrap up. I think it is. Um, so, yeah, we're playing out the end of the season. Get a couple wins to not be last. Be better than Buffalo. I don't think that's really too much to ask for. But the Devils have made it so very difficult in the last in this month so far i'm not looking forward to doing the month in review dan i'm really not yeah it's gonna be a <laughs> tough gonna, one <laughs> it, it's it's not gonna be fun if you, if you like positivity and good times this ain't it mm-hmm. uh go watch the new york red bulls go watch the brooklyn nets um cheer on the nfl draft um that's this thursday and friday and saturday you know if you're looking for good times the devils well the devils i will say they have made things some they've had some interesting games yep Frustrating games, anxiety-inducing games, but interesting. blood pressure-raising games. But at least they're games. Yeah. So, but they're and we're and we're almost going to be out of games soon. So, mm-hmm. thanks to everybody who are still sticking around with us. Maybe we'll talk about some future wins over the next seven games. Don't ask us to predict how many there will be. Yeah. We will be sad when we have to think about it. And we'll do a whole season retrospective at the end after it's all said and done and a look ahead to the draft and the free agency period when that's appropriate as well. But for now. Thank you all for listening. It's been a pleasure. We'll be back, uh, you know, whenever we're back, but it shouldn't be too, too long uh, to wrap up the next set of Devils games and potentially the season. So, uh, like I said, let's go, Devils. Thank you for listening. Catch you next time.